This episode of You Talking Prague is brought to you by Riverstar Professional Group, your strategic and financial analysis company. For more information, visit them at riverstarpro.com. From the control room of 148 South Street Studio, it's a free trip down to London for a weekend of high life. They'll wine you, dine you, undermine you, Better not bring the wife. It is Thursday, January 18th, 2018. I am your Tuta Taylor Blackburn, joined as always by your Evan, Evan Benetti. Hello, Evan. How you doing today? I'm doing great. I do believe we have both I, survived. I, you you go I, first, though. Oh, okay. Um, Did you hear about the meteor shower? Oh, the meteor shower? You guys, I think that we forgot to uh, plug us in before the start of the show, so we're going to go ahead and power us up now. There we go. All right. All right. I now, think we're all working now. I think we're all working. We can exchange uh, conversation back and forth. But, Evan, we did survive an insane incident last night. There was a meteor. That, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, that hit uh, above Bloomfield Hills, and, man, I felt my house shake. I was watching a movie and I felt the wall shake and my dog just started going nuts. And me and my girlfriend ran outside in the snow in our pajamas just to see what was going on. I thought a bomb had gone off or something. It was a controlled explosion, maybe something with the silver dome. It was some, some gnarly stuff. Yeah, I'm a little further north, so I didn't feel anything. But my brother said he saw it. They, they were saying that uh, people saw it all the way from, like, Chicago and wow. stuff. Yeah, it kind of encompassed, like, the whole Midwest. But it was wow. a, a 2.0 magnitude earthquake, so I did feel those vibrations. Oh. Yeah, it was uh, quite exciting. But we are alive. There are no alien life forms in the studio right now. We can promise you this. This is the You Talk in Prague guarantee. <laughs> Evan, what else has been going on lately? There is a lot of news in Prague music. Oh, yeah, there is. There's a whole lot of upcoming stuff this year. I think the biggest thing that was just announced yesterday is uh, Between the Buried and Me just announced they are signing with Sumerian Records. Yeah, yeah, and they're, uh, they plan on releasing Automata 1, uh, which is obviously part one of a two-part album release. Oh, I didn't realize it was going to be a two-part album yeah. release. Yes, yep. They, uh, they're they releasing the first part now. I don't know when the plan is to release the second, but I don't know if it's uh, an over-encompassing story or not. I would assume it is the way they write, but they haven't released any of that yet. Hey, it could be about that meteor. <laughs> and they also just announced a tour, which thank goodness that they finally did because it has been so long since we've seen them. What was it? September? Yeah. Yeah, but they're starting out this tour on March 2nd with The Deer Hunter and Leprous. Oh, The Deer Hunter is going to be so interesting to see because we were talking about this before the show. The Deer Hunter is a band that I have been told so many times by so many people to look up, but I just have never really taken the time to. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, actually. I think I've listened to one or two of their albums, but it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, most of the people who I look up to and respect have all said that the Deer Hunter is one of the best bands that you can listen to, so yeah. I should give them a chance. Yeah, so that uh, that tour starts March 2nd, and the album's coming out a week later on March 9th. March 9th, and that will be just in time because they're going to be ending the tour in Mount Clemens, Michigan, at 
a theater I have not seen on a tour poster in a while, and that is the Emerald Theater. Glad to see it back in action. I, I had no idea that venue was still even operational. Yeah, actually, I saw um, a couple of friends of mine played there recently. I didn't see the show. Oh, wow. That's but, crazy, because I know it can hold a lot of people. I think the general admission capacity is 1,600. I played there once to about 40 moms. Really? Yep. Did I miss that show? It was School of Rock. It oh. would have been the best of seasons show. Oh. <laughs> Weren't you playing Black Sabbath? Yep. And, oh, you were just going nuts. Yeah, at the Emerald Theater, of course. But yeah, we've got some other releases coming up this year. Uh, Protest the Heroes working on a new album. Oh, I can't believe it. And they just announced the uh, openers for the Fortress Tour. Yes. Oh, who knew that this tour could get any better? But it is clearly possible as we have Closure Moscow, Good Tiger, Dust Rage, and Thank You Scientist. Yeah, yeah, and those that's, are spl- that's the main band. Those are split up over two different legs of the the tour. So here in Michigan and this part of the country, we're going to see Closure in Moscow playing their uh, album First, First Temple, Temple yep. in its entirety, their debut album, which I was just listening to earlier. And oh, I can't believe I have not listened to this band more. It's so beautiful, it's wonderful. And then uh, Thank You Scientist opening that that show in our our leg. Um, the other leg is. Destrage opening with uh, Good Tiger playing oh, right before. That'd be great to see Good Tiger, but uh, the factory enclosure in Moscow, and thank you, scientists. This is one of those weird bills where it is a near-perfect lineup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. Both legs of the tour are just wonderful, absolutely. wonderful uh, And then just seeing them play Fortress all the way through, this is going to be, oh, so much fun, so much fun. Look out for the two hosts of You Talking Prague at the Protest the Hero show. We will be there. We will be there in T-shirts. So real quick, before we go on to more upcoming releases, Taylor, I just got to know, what's your favorite Protest the Hero song? Oh, that is such a tough choice. I've been thinking a lot lately about which Protest the Hero album holds like a significant place in my heart. Fortress really does because it was the album that got me into them. Right, me too. I remember listening to that in computer class in high school and just the rage of it was so perfect for me back then. But I'm going to have to go with something off 2013's Violation and I am going with the song Yellow Teeth. That's a really interesting choice. Oh, it is just such a great riff on it. The production on Violation really has sold that whole record for me. I think it's their best sounding record. I'm going to have to go with Yellow Teeth, though. And for the main reason is that very ending of the song when you have the harmony singing and the beautiful dual harmony guitars. They are the rope around the neck. Mm-hmm. They are the blame pressed to the rest. It might seem detrimental, but it's meaningless. So that's pretty much, I'm going to have to say, my favorite protest to hero song with an honorable mention to Blood Meat because it was the first song yeah. I ever heard by them. Yeah, you can't go. You, there is no protest without Blood Meat. Exactly. Evan, what is your favorite protest to hero song? Yeah, my favorite is off of actually probably my least favorite Protest the Hero album, 
uh, Skrillis from Ooh. 2011, and that's got to be Hair Trigger. I oh. absolutely love that song. Hair Trigger. You know, for the longest time, I listened to that song, and I never knew what the lyrics meant. Yeah, I, and- I, I think I was talking to you about this last week. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a really interesting metaphor because a lot of their lyrics are not metaphorical at all. They're very tell it like it is. But um, uh, no, this song is about a sweet little redhead, and it's, he's talking about a red cigarette because he's trying to quit smoking, and that's what the song's about. And it helped me quit smoking, actually. That that's crazy because I had listened to it for so long, and I just I never connected any of the metaphors between smoking. I always just thought he was talking about a lady. Yeah, perhaps you know he could have been talking about Christina Hendricks from TV's Mad Men, or Jadea Kelly, the guest singer on the the album on that song particularly. Who I just I anytime she sings with the band, I love the music that comes out of that. Hey, what about those rainy nights in London? What about the crippling desert heat? I assuming that she was just you know, it was a woman who was always complaining with him. Yeah. God, it's raining, it's too hot. But on top of all of that, it's also just got one of the best music videos of all time. It's hilarious. It really is. That music video is so funny. I was watching it the other day. Anything that has just a still, like, tracking shot mm-hmm. throughout it, and just silly, silly protest the hero, yeah. Canadian, Canadian mockery. Silly dudes. Oh, such silly dudes. That's why we love you. All right, so moving on, Taylor, what else, uh, what else is coming out this year? Uh, coming out this year, we have two new solo records, one from Between the Buried and Me, Tommy Rogers. He's releasing a his fourth Tommy Giles album. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, that was just announced. Um, it looks like he's just starting to record it right now. Okay. But no word yet on a release date. And then Spencer Stiletto of, oh, what's, what's the band? Sotelo? Yeah. Periphery. No, I don't think that's it. But regardless, Spencer Sotelo, lead singer of Hurry, is working on a new solo project with guitarist Mike Dawes. He just uh, recently shared um, shared a clip of his new project, and they're recording it in Las Vegas right now. And it sort of has a uh, 80s, 90 pop like style to it. Oh, cool. That's what he's kind of sharing with it. So it'll be interesting to hear from that. There's also a new Cynic song. Yes, it's incredible. The first Cynic song since, oh, wow, like 2014? Yeah. 2015 was the last time that they were publicly active. Yeah, and 2014 was the last music they released, which was a full-length album named Kindly Bent to Free Us. Oh, I love that record. I used to play it all the time on uh, a college radio show. But since 2015, they had that little riff between... uh, guitarist Paul and drummer Sean yeah. and Sean exited the band. He actually kind of publicly said that the band was being dismembered. Like he, yep. he said they were breaking up and then the guitarist was like, eh, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> we're just taking some time off. You see? So, but since then they've uh, started working with a new drummer. His name is Matt Lynch and he's from Trioscapes, which is actually Dan Briggs's band. Um, I was like, I know Trioscapes. Where is that from? Yeah. Oh, from between the bear to me. And this is also, I didn't realize that, uh, is being mixed by Nolly. Nolly. From... <laughs> Nolly, who's ex <laughs> He's no longer a member. He's no longer a member, so it doesn't, it doesn't count then. That will he be... He no longer supplies those genty elements. elements. <laughs> hey, you said the word of the day. 
but this is some of the best music I've heard from Cynic. Oh, absolutely. Kindly Bentafrius was great, but this feels more like it's fresh. Yeah. The original like focus cynic, like a band getting together being like, we have this sound that we want to put out. It's not like anything that you've heard before. But it sounds modern and it sounds exactly. new, which yeah. is which is hard to do when you're one of the original progressive metal bands. Exactly. Like one of the originals. When did uh Focus come out ninety four. Ninety four, yeah. Holy mackerelly! But yeah, Cynic, we saw them seven years ago on January twenty third. That show, that show was January twenty third. Oh my god! (laughs) That show was supposed to be at the Magic Stick in Detroit, but they sold so many tickets that they moved it next door to the Majestic Theater. Oh, and it was with Devin Townsend and Headliner Between the Buried and Me, (gasps) another band we have mentioned on a million times. (laughs) This is the bit to bam episode. <laughs> but we left the show kind of hating Cynic. Yeah. Uh, we were just not really ready for what they were going to bring to the table, which was, uh, from what I remember, they made us meditate. Yeah, they made us meditate and like do some yoga moves. Yeah, and stuff. they were like, we want you all to put your hands over your head and like we, this. We were just like raging teenagers ready to beat people up in the mosh pit. So. I know. We. I mean... I was surprised we even enjoyed Scale the Summit as they were just an instrumental band. Yeah, I know. Devin Townsend, I remember, as he was like setting up on stage, someone threw a bra at him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, just, he picks it up and he sniffs it. <laughs> <laughs> and then farts into the microphone. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, uh, I was like, wow, this guy is uh, uh, pretty strange. Love my Devin Townsend. But Cynic, I, I wish now I could go back and see them because they really don't tour as much anymore. And no. I remember seeing a lot of people were there just for Cynic. Yeah, I know. And I just I, we didn't give them a chance, but we didn't know who they were. What tour was that for with the Between the Barry to Me? Oh, that would have been the great Misdirect tour. Hey, close one eye. <laughs> so also slated to be released this year, um, Tool's album. Danny's Carrie has said multiple times is coming out this year. Hey, and Tom Morello said, I heard a track. Mm-hmm. And he said he loved it. Then why and would Tom Morello lie to us? When Danny Carey was asked about uh, whether there's a lot of time signature changes in the music and stuff, he said, it's simple shit and it's coming out. The tracks are long. Too long. Definitely too long for the radio. <laughs> oh, it's too long. And Can we make some shorter songs, please? And A Perfect Circle also plans to release an album this spring. And Tesseract was in the studio a couple months ago, and they say they'll be releasing something this year as well. To the Tesseract? Yes. When was their last album? 2014. Yeah, because I was like, this has felt a while ago since they released anything. I'm yeah. glad to see they're still, you know, churning out those tunes, baby. Yep. Even if it may include some genty elements. <laughs> and uh, not really a an important release but ghost bc has been teasing a uh something titled ceremony and devotion which looks like it's going to be a double disc live album oh yes i've always wanted to see ghost i yeah. still have never seen him yet but i've been such a big fan of them since they released their first record and each one they get it just gets progressively better yeah i totally agree circle which yeah it did win the grammy that year was so perfect such a cool album. It is. Uh, I'm really glad to see that that band is going far. And we will be back after this commercial break on You Talk in Prague. Today's episode is brought to you by Spinal Recovery Center of Metro Detroit. In today's day and age, we're all working super hard. You're getting your hustle on. 
But what do you do when you just got a bum spine or a bad back? You can't let that get in the way of you making that money money. Or as Billy Idol would say, that money money. Well, at Spinal Recovery Center, they thoroughly evaluate each patient using their team of medical experts to customize the care that you need. Their goal is to reduce your pain level immediately while developing long-term programs to help alleviate your condition. When your body works the way nature intended, your spirit and you soar to victory. So check them out. They are a great sponsor and helping keep this show free. For more information, visit them online at SpinalRecoveryCenter.com. For those who survived the meteor, welcome back to You Talk in Prague. Evan, I have been wondering, did you ever make it out to the Progressive Nation Tour in 2008 or 2009? No, oh. I really wish I could have. What, what were we doing, man? Were we studying English or something? <laughs> you might have been. I really wish I had made it out to the Progressive Nation Tour because they had two of the greatest lineups of all time. Yeah, really just incredible. The 2008 one, what one was that? That was, uh, uh, well, both years Dream Theater headline, but um, that was Dream Theater, Opeth, Between the Buried and Me, and Three. Oh, Oh my goodness! Three was a band that we were just listening to earlier because that was the only one I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah, they're, I've been listening to them a while actually because my brother Ryan got me into them a few years ago. And, Hello, Ryan Benetti. <laughs> and uh, I just I think they've got a really interesting sound. Uh, they don't really sound like a whole lot of other bands out there, but they uh, they're really cool. I like the album from two thousand four, Wake Pig. Their guitarist is the brother of Coheed and Cambria's drummer. Josh oh, wow. Eppard, so their guitarist, and I believe he's the singer as well, is his name is Joey Eppard, and he's Josh's brother. That, that must have been one loud household. Yeah, I think that was also Josh's first band. So 2008 was a crazy lineup for that, because Between the Barry and Me would have been touring colors then, right? Yeah, I believe so, because um, Great Mr. X came out in 2009? Yeah, so, yeah, because Colors came out in 2007. Okay, yeah, so they would have been on the colors leg at least. That's crazy, and with Opeth. What, I know. The 2009 lineup we had, who is the headliner again? Dream, Dream Theater. Dream Theater? Okay, I just wanted, to, just wanted to make sure. Then you had Zappa play Zappa. Ooh, very interesting. Big Elf and Scaled the Summit. How big is that elf, do you think? <laughs> I think he's quite a large elf. All right. I Otherwise, they wouldn't have given him that official title. No, he's huge. Then after Mike Portnoy left uh, Dream Theater, he started the Progressive Nation Cruise. It's actually called Progressive Nation at Sea in 2014. Which is crazy. Yeah, it went from Miami to the Bahamas. It had Transatlantic. Uh, John Anderson from Yes wow. uh, was on it. That would have been really cool to see. King's X, uh, Spock's Beard, great name. The <laughs> Flower Kings, Pain of Salvation, Riverside, and hey, Big Elf. Did he only do one year of that? Yeah, he just did one year of it. That's a bummer. That would have been a great cruise, you know, yeah. hanging out with Mike Portnoy. So out of those three tours, well, let's let's not count the cruise because we would obviously go on the cruise. Yeah, I mean, that's know. a whole different experience. Yeah, but. exactly. But out of the two lineups, 2008 and 2009, which would you say is your favorite? Or which one would you have wanted to see the most? I definitely am going to have to go with 2008 here, and for a couple of reasons. As cool as it would have been to see Zappa play Zappa, I am a really big fan of Between the Buried and Me, as you know. And 
three is a band that I never got a chance to see, so it would have been cool to see them as well. Yeah, they don't tour that much. I know that was one of the last big tours for them. Yeah, they didn't. Sorry, they never really got much mainstream success. So I don't. That would have been one of the biggest tours they were on for sure. Yeah, it would have been great for them to, you know, be playing to an audience like Dream Theaters. Right. Ah, this is so tough because I have such a love for Frank Zappa. So I think seeing Zappa play Zappa would be the winner in two of itself. Realizing, though, that Opeth was not on the U.S. leg of the lineup, I'm probably going to have to agree with you and go with the 2008 lineup. Yeah, because I haven't gotten to see them either. Yeah, me either. And <clears throat> between the Barry and me, we've seen a bunch of times. Yeah. Love the bands. Friends of the show. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> hey, B-Tree Bam. We love you. We love you. Uh, it would have been cool, though, to see Big Elf. I really want to see how big that elf is. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if he's just a really big elf or a giant elf. Maybe he's the elf that fell from that meteor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's true. They haven't found any aliens yet that we know of. That we know of. Now, Evan, if you could pick your own lineup for the Progressive Nation Tour, who do you think you would have on it? Okay, so what are we doing? Dream Theater and three other bands? Yeah. Um, I think I'd go with Coheed and Cambria. Oh, oh, that would be so good. Between the Buried and Me. Yeah. And Protest the Hero. <gasps> oh, that would be just the greatest show in the world. I'd, I'd think I'd die afterwards. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could handle it. Just even after Protest, I feel like I would <laughs> collapse. And I feel like it would be in that order, too. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was kind of torn because I was trying to decide between protest and thank you, scientists, for that opening slot. But Ooh, yeah. Uh, for me, I had Dream Theater headlining. I had Between the Buried and Me also because okay. love, love that band, love that band to death. Animals as Leaders. That was another option for me. Yeah, I, I think would be perfect for there, and I, I, don't, I think they have done some touring in Europe with Dream Theater but they haven't done any in the U.S. that okay. I've known of. And the other band I put on there was Russian Circles. Oh, yeah, uh, really? A, yeah, a band that I really got into after we saw them uh, with Coheed and Cambria and a uh, fan of the show Between the Buried and Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely forgot about them, actually. Yeah, they are a great instrumental band, just really groovy and, you know, instrumental music, you can kind of, like, just have it on, you know, in the background and stuff, but this just really locks you into it. Yeah, it's really driving. It's, um, it's a, it can be really simple at times. Like, yeah. it's not overly complex. No, but that's what sort of hooks you into exactly. it as you get into that groove of it. Kind of the same way Tool pulls you in, because Tool's music is overly simple. And if I had to add someone else in there uh, to kind of balance it out with the newer to older bands, I would love to see, because they had Zappa play Zappa, I would love to see Martin Barr, who was the guitarist of Jethro Tull from 71 on. He left the band recently when Ian Anderson just kind of disformed Jethro Tull and made it Ian Anderson. But he still tours around playing Tull songs. Wow. Yeah. And I've never gotten to see him live. I've heard good things about the show, but I think that would be really cool to have that on there, too. I agree. As a representation for the old Prague. So I really hope that Mike Portnoy will at least try to maybe throw together these tours. He can 
take some advice from us on which bands to pick. Exactly. I think I would go to your show first, though, over mine. Really? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? If you had Dream Theater and Coheed. Yeah. Oh. And then between the Barry to Me and Protest, I feel like that would be in an arena. I think it could be. It could be. Because just how big all those bands individually could bring to a venue. Yeah. Then all together. I mean, we saw Coheed and Slipknot play at the Palace. The Palace. Oh, my God. What a great show. Mm-hmm. And Trivium opened. Yep. Wow. That I actually was at a uh, thrift store the other day, and I found a tour shirt for that like tour that's awesome <laughs> I, I had to buy it It was only one dollar <laughs> so you were you were in the like the stands in that show right yeah i was i remember yeah we were just watching it from afar being like anyone who's in there is probably dead well yeah i was like a 115 pound little scrawny little shit back then <laughs> i was almost dead what was that tour 2009 yeah it's about right all hope is gone mm-hmm. oh the last one with Paul Gray. Yeah, yeah, and we got to see them. Evan, in other concert news and general fun things, did you hear about this recent big metal tour that's going to be happening this summer? No, I didn't. It is. I feel like this is the replacement for the Mayhem Festival. One date has leaked out thus far, but the lineup is opening Behemoth, Testament, Anthrax, Lamb of God, and Slayer. That's huge. I know. That is insane. I feel like that's going to fill up arenas yeah. wherever it goes. And, that you know, that really bums me out that these tours still happen, but they this could so easily be like a Mayhem Fest type tour. They are one side stage away from making this a Mayhem Festival, really. Yeah, just bring in a few more bands, take part of DTE's parking lot, and just make it a big old parking lot metal festival again. Oh, God. I miss Parking Lot Metal Festival so much. And not just metal. I mean, uh, Mayhem is dead. and Warp Tour is on its last year. Yeah, so we don't really have anything like that left anymore. It's true. Not in the U.S., touring-wise, at least. Yeah, I know. You still get, like, your Rock on the Range, and uh, there's a couple other festivals like that, I guess. I don't know. There's, like, Riot Fest and stuff. I went to that, but that was a lot of different yeah. bands. I saw that. The headliners when I saw it were No Doubt, Motorhead, and uh, Ice Cube. Okay. Yeah. So that was, I went for Faith No More, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that would have been really cool to see. Oh, yeah. that I It didn't matter that it was in Chicago and a bunch of money I had to see Faith No More. Yeah. But, you know, there's really nothing like that that's traveling around the U.S. Like Mayhem Fest ended in 2015. Did you go to that last... Uh, Mayhem Festival? No, me I didn't. either. That's the only year I missed, I believe. I missed the last two years because there was the 2014 one, which was Corn and Avenge Sevenfold and uh, Body Count, mm-hmm. Cannibal Corpse, which I know you have fond memories of seeing. <laughs> yes, I saw that show when I lived in Wisconsin, and it was kind of a weird off date of the Mayhem Tour. They were calling it, they were still calling it the Mayhem Tour, but it didn't have uh, the headliners on it, so there was no Avenge Sevenfold or Corn. Really? No. What? Uh, they just didn't they just they just didn't play that show. They're um, like I'm allergic to cheese. It was kind of a weird mayhem off date, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway because I didn't make it all the way through the concert. I broke my wrist. Oh no. <laughs> I was uh pushed pretty hard. Some girl in front of me just kind of turned around and pushed me when I was in the middle of uh the crowd and uh <laughs> 
at Cannibal Corpse, and there just happened to be somebody that had just fallen on the ground directly behind me. Oh, so no, I flew through the air and landed no. on my wrist. <gasps> oh, God. I didn't think I broke it, and I didn't want to leave, but I couldn't even reach into my pocket to get my cell phone <laughs> without being in cruciating pain. So, Oh, my God. I'm sorry for laughing. Uh, no. I have... <laughs> You've been there, man. Yeah, I, I had the same thing happen to me. What was that? That was like 2013. I think that happened to me at a Kill Switch Engage show. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was actually the Five Finger Death Punch Festival, which oh. made <laughs> Trespass America, and it was during Trivium, which... Oh. Man, I'm not. I, I I had that moment. I was like, they're playing pull harder on the strings of your martyr. And if you're a Trivium fan, you know that you gotta mosh for that song. Of course. So I went and was moshing around for a little bit. And I was like, whoa, this hill, because it was on the hill at uh, Meadowbrook in Rochester. I was like, this is really muddy because it just rained earlier. I thought I better play it safe and cool. So I start to walk down the hill a little bit. And some guy pushes me. And I'm like, whoa, slide down, catch catch myself, cool in stride, start to take a couple steps up and fall flat first onto my wrist. <sighs> Sounds like you were in bad company. I can't deny. That, God, protect your wrist out there, <laughs> prog fans. You need them for typing comments on the You Talking Prog Facebook page. Yeah. But oh, I really hope that this Slayer, Lamb of God, Anthrax, Testament, and Behemoth tour comes to Detroit. They haven't released dates for it yet? No, they just have one date. I think it's in L.A. right now. Okay, but, but they, they have said it's going to be a tour. Yep. Okay. They're going to say it's a massive summer tour. I think it's strange that Slayer is the headlining band. They pull that off all the time. I'm yeah. not sure how. I feel like it's because, you know, if you have Slayer opening for you, the crowd after is probably going to leave. Or they're not going to be interested in your band. That's, I mean, I, I one of the years at Mayhem, I can't remember. It was one of the earlier years. Slayer was before Marilyn Manson. Yep, uh, two thousand nine. And I left, and so did most of the crowd. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I was dating a girl who was a big Marilyn Manson fan, so I stuck around for Manson, and it was it was not good. The crowd was not responsive to him. He was he just played a poor performance. I, and I'm a Manson fan, but it was. Not good. I'm pretty sure that show would have been with uh, drummer Chris Renna, who ended up being my uh, recording teacher at music school a couple really? years later. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I got to say, the drums were on point, though. <laughs> yeah. Ever, like, the rest of the band sounded great, which was weird, because it sounded like a Marilyn Manson tribute band, because everything sounded good, all the production with it, the guitars. But Marilyn Manson, when he came out, was just like... I, I don't even know how to describe in sort of like a drunken, drugged out yeah. state, well, slurring his words. You know, I, I'm worried he may have been on some illegal substances. Actually, I read something online today that Johnny Depp is considering being his full time guitarist. Really? Yeah. Johnny That's, Depp. That was I like mean, Johnny just Depp's, released today. He's got a good, I mean, he's pretty decent. He's got his own band and everything, but it's kind of hard to fill John Five's shoes. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of I tell you what though, I could really go for some of that hot parking lot weather right now. Yeah. 
Because it is just bitter and cold these days outside. Yeah, especially up here in Michigan. We've got it pretty frigid. Yeah, my bones cannot handle it. My my little bones. My car is not too happy with it either. Oh, no, same here. Well, I think that's everything that we need to talk about for this week. Evan? Taylor? Listeners, thank you again for joining us and answering the day-old question, you talking Prague? This has been a 148 South Street Studio production, executive produced by Nick Coco, Evan Benetti, and Taylor Blackburn. For more information and content, please visit us at 148southstreetstudio.com. And just a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on You Talk in Prague do not reflect those of our sponsors.